What's your favorite scary movie? They mostly come at night. Mostly. Be afraid. Be very afraid. Your suffering will be legendary even in hell. Welcome, victims, to the Horgasm Podcast. Kill the lights, lock the doors, get comfy, and prepare for the sexiest and scariest podcast around. Ah. I'm Nick, and with me is my co-host, Ali. So spookies. Ah. We're getting close to Halloween. I was just going to say that. I was like, man, September is like tiptoeing around the corner. I guess, no, September won't be when this comes out, No. No? No. no, no. We'll be touching September's door. We'll be, on we'll be knocking. Yeah. We'll be knocking. Oof. And then right after that, Halloween. Yeah. I'm so excited. I really hope we have a Halloween this year. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There's talk of because of the COVID thing, they I might. about that. But the way things are going right now, there shouldn't be a big issue. I feel like we need to wait until schools open again and see how that goes. Yeah. Right? Well... Because, like, being a university student, they're not even sending us back to campus. Everything's online right now. Like, they're like, your safety is more important than, you know... So they lowered um, tuition and said, do everything remotely and... But you can't do online trick-or-treating. Right. Yeah. You gotta think of the children here. You know, let them out. Let them. Fuck the kids. I don't care. I was like walking through shoppers, and I was like, "Oh, I'm gonna get some Halloween candy." I was like, "Is there gonna be a Halloween?" And I was like, "Do I care? I can still buy <laughs> Halloween candy for me." <laughs> well, we can always just well Halloween, Halloween movies. Yo, yes. scary. It's for us. Screw it. Yeah. Screw the kids. <laughs> Sorry, kids. You're you're out. Yes. So, so this week on oh. Talking Chop, we oh. had. You were sadly away. Yes. You, were, you were out. I had a great talk with Jan, and oh, I for, oh, I oh no, I can't forget his name already. Crap. Oh well, Craig, I was wasn't Craig. It? Thank you. Thank yeah, you. Yeah. I wasn't even there, and I know his name. <laughs> it's it's. Uh, <laughs> anyways, because I last week fuck up. Yeah. Uh, they I they they found out. Uh oh. They were not impressed. Another come on, and set me straight. And did they? You need to be set straight every once in a while. I do. So, you know. I do. So we have, for Talking Chop is basically our 40-minute talk with uh, Jan and my 40-minute talking, Greg, Craig. And uh, yeah, it was great. Awesome. And you missed out. I know. I haven't heard it, but I've heard clips, and I'm so excited for everybody to hear about it, because it sounds like you had such a great talk. We did. We really did. And you know what? We might end up on their podcast. We might, we might be guests on Beer and Chill. I'm excited. That'd be, well, that's, that's knocking on your door right there, too. <laughs> You'll have some, you have your white claws or whatever you have. Oh, and oh yeah. I'll break, oh, yeah. I'll break out. Chill. I'll break out some uh, spice rum and, uh, yeah. Oh, do some clinkies and. Very many chat. clinkies, yes. Oh, I'm into that. We'll see. We'll, we'll see what, uh, what Jan has planned and Definitely. we'll go from there. Yeah. Well, should we listen to your talking talk? Let's get into my talk. My Talking Chop with Jan and Craig. On this edition of Talking Chop, I have, thankfully, Jan has responded to my fuck up and is now on Talking Chop. I have him here and Craig. And uh, Jan, I would love to right now just, 
I'm sure you've heard. You heard my fuck up. I messed up the name yes. of your beautiful podcast, Beer and Chill, not Talking Chill. You ruined my day. I'm sorry. Um, yes. So I oh, brought you on make... here to formally apologize. I screwed up. You guys are awesome. Beer and Chill is an amazing, awesome, fun podcast. I'm sorry. Uh, the Canadian oh, me. I'm sorry. You ruined my month. And only thing I was thinking of, right? It was like, how did you mess up? I plucked from my show. Whole day I was just thinking, oh, how dare he? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to return the favor. So, uh, welcome to Gasm Horror Podcast with, uh, Rick, with Rick and uh, uh, Elizabeth. And Mo. And more. <laughs> <laughs> no, well, again, I, I, again, I sincerely, feel I screwed up. I apologize, and it really gave you guys to come on to to my podcast, and uh, this is super promotion for you guys. Uh, you got a great podcast. I love beer and chill. Um, what you guys talk about is, is to me interesting, and you just got a huge mm -hmm. range of topics, uh, which I find yeah. very interesting, and I'm sure everyone else does too. Well, thank you for that. So, you are a fan of our show. We oh, are a fan of your show as well. I never forget the day when I did like on our Facebook page, listen for listen, you know, and you just post your link, you know, orgasm. I was like, oh, this is, this sounds very good. I'm just going to give it a listen. <laughs> I gave it a listen and I write you. I think it was like a private message or was a comment. I'm not sure now. I think it was a comment on, on a Facebook yeah. page and it kind of branched out to private messages. And uh, uh, yeah, we just... We became podcast brothers in arms. So yeah, since then, like you helped me a lot. Like, for example, for listens for my show, every time you hear the sound effect of the beer opening, that was Nick's idea. Yeah, I didn't came up with it. And and, and from listening, I'm like, hey, he's missing something. Something is missing to really, yeah. you know, really fulfill or show that this is beer and chill. And uh -huh. nothing works better than a little like a cracking a beer or yeah. uh, popping the bottle cap. That's just yeah. classic. Yeah, we need to find the dough. Uh, you know, we need something to buy the beer. I guess <laughs> <that's so obvious>. <laughs> <laughs> Being <laughs> drunk is not enough. There must be a sound effects as well. <laughs> oh, there has to be. Has to be. Thank you so much for that, Nick. You know, yeah. having us back on. I think both Jan and I, uh, you accept the apology. I think. Yeah, I think so, yeah. Good, so, good. Thank you. Cheers for having us on. Uh, <laughs> Oh, we're gonna accept your apology only if you say that our podcast is better than yours and <laughs> if you say that I'm the sexiest Slavic and Greg is the sexiest Scotsman you ever met. Oh <laughs> no, just joking. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone already knows. <laughs> the great sexiest Scotman? Oh hundred percent. I agree with that all the way. Uh, <laughs> no, you guys you guys are gonna get starts. You got a good following and You'll just get better as you go along. So. Oh yeah, since you mentioned it, today we actually, uh, me and Craig, we actually achieved a milestone, which means we actually surpassed 200 total plays. Beautiful. Which was like, which was our goal. Now we are aiming for 500. So if anyone wants to help, feel free to help. Uh, yeah. So. <laughs> That's awesome. No, good for you guys. When we first hit 100, oh, we were so happy. And then yeah. I think our our biggest downloads in a day was I think just under eighty. 
I don't know how that happened. I don't know where that came from. But I was like, holy crap. It takes a lot. Lana, check out our downloads for today. She's like, what the fuck? I'm like, I know what this happened. <laughs> so, so back to the, your podcast, where did you guys, like, where did you start the idea of Beer and Chill? Let's get a little, for those who don't know yet, you know, where did, where did Beer and Chill come from? Well, it actually started, uh, I felt lonely, you know, during the lockdown. And for people who don't know me and Craig, we are uh, professional versus trainees, which cool. means we are used to being very busy with the training, with working on the shows. You know, me and Craig, we worked for ICW, like building the ring and, you know, such the, you know, being in backstage. Yeah, Ring Ring Boys and or the Young Lions in New Japan. So, yeah, 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 exactly. We are yeah. Young Lions of Scotland. Uh, and young lads, the Young Lions of Scotland. <laughs> Good, yeah. So then the lockdown hits, and now we had nothing. I didn't work, we had no wrestling, and we were just, you know, lonely, you can say. And I was like, okay, I got so much time. I don't want to spend just playing video games, which I spent the first month just playing Witcher 3. But then I was like, okay, I can do something with this time. Uh, so first I tried to learn on the guitar. Cool. That did, uh, on the guitar, you know, like, bam, bam, bam. <laughs> <laughs> that didn't work out. I still have the guitar, but maybe I'm thinking to come back to it, maybe in the future. Uh, then I start. Oh, that's where my cover art is coming from. And then I was like, you know what? I always wanted to have a podcast. So I saved money for a microphone, this crappy microphone. I'm gonna show you on the camera, this crappy microphone. <laughs> By the way, I bought a new one, better one. I can't wait to get it. Then, so I first I want to do it. With my friend Adrian. But unfortunately, he's very busy with his work, and I couldn't get him on the show a lot. So I was just inviting my friends. And once I invited Craig, and then I was like, okay, we, we got something here. We got the chemistry, you know, like in like in wrestling, we just know that it's just working. So I was like, hey, Craig, I would be very interested if you would be a co-host. Yeah, and that was, that was broke, to be honest, you know. Uh, Jan's up. Basically, motivated guy, talented guy, so like he invited me on. I was all over the moon, and it's been so fun getting to chat about so many different subjects. You know, yeah. Chat about, you know, we, we change it up every week, as you mentioned, and like get to, you know, we're not just chatting about one thing, we make it kind of bored. Every week we're chatting about something new, and it's like mm -hmm. it's really fun to keep going about and learning new things every week as well. So it's been great. Yeah, we talk about uh, Craig that you can, in the future you can expect, like on our show. Like, for example, two days ago, I did an episode with my Czech friend and my other friend. Craig wasn't on the episode. But then we were like, agreed, like, that Craig will do then his episode with someone else without me. So you can expect, like, you know, like, different episodes every week. We always try something different. Uh, same as, I don't know if you listened to Mandalorian episode. That was the first episode I did with Craig. Yeah. I experimented in the beginning if you heard like in my intro when i like played some sound effects and a lot laughter you know in the background it didn't work out but at least i tried you know i took the first step and see if it's working it didn't so i just move on and yeah with craig we're trying something different and honestly i can't wait for craig's episode when he's gonna prepare something for the show 
kind of excited for that. Awesome. <laughs> I'm excited because that. Uh, yeah, we had yeah, yeah we, we had different ideas planned when we first started out. I was hoping to have more of a a sexier opening with uh, some some woman and a sexy voice kind of introducing it, but that didn't work out. So I decided I'll just do my Doctor Claw voice, you know, very gravelly, <laughs> and that worked for a bit. And then we we're like, you know, we need to change. It's not quite what we want now. And after listening, I. I said from our last podcast or episode how I took talking shops idea how they start their opening took that uh-huh. threw my own little twist on it and now that's a new opening and actually yeah sorry uh, just when you said the sexy voice it just reminded me something I haven't told Craig yet I'm actually uh, planning to have a Stone Cold Steve Austin on our show I mean, it's not the real Stone Cold Steve Austin. I mean, we call him Scottish fake Stone Cold Steve Austin. He's my friend. And he does the best impersonation of Stone Cold Steve Austin, you know? Like, hey, you little bastard. That's what Stone Cold said. So he's very good. And I was thinking to have him on our show, you know, be like, oh, welcome to Beer and Chill Podcast. And if there's something with Stone Cold, like, that's beer. You know? Just, that's so awesome. Maybe you can expect that in the future. <laughs> oh geez, you're spoiling some stuff here. Oh geez, okay. Uh, that's good though. Like there are, I I lucked out two years ago. We had our uh, expo here in Saskatoon, and the lovely Amy Acker was um, was was one of the guests, and right. and she was uh, she was on Angel for all the seasons as uh-huh. Fred. She was in Cabin in the Woods as one of the scientists, yeah. and. I thought, oh, I'll go get a small interview with her. And, mm. oh my, that was such a pain in the ass to do because apparently you have to go through different channels. You gotta you know, set it up, all that. I thought, I'll just walk up, ask, can I do an interview? She says, yes, do a quick, you know, two, three questions and then scoot out. And I went oh, and asked her, her handler about that. And he's like, no, 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 no. You, who'd you talk to about this? I'm like, you? He's like, let me talk, let me ask. So he goes and asks someone, he asked someone else, like, okay, what are your questions? What is this about? And I explained to her my podcast, just a couple of questions, just ask her and, and try to get a plug. He's like, okay, well, fine. You got, you got five minutes. I'm like, okay, when? Now. Okay, so I wasn't even ready. So I, I did a quick check on my phone. I used my phone to record. I used the wrong settings, so it's on. She's in one year, I'm in the other. It was terrible, but I got... This is Amy Acker, and you're listening to Horgasm. I'm like, that's plenty. That's all I need. Uh, and so we're kind of planning down the road when there's any horror conventions, we'll try and go and get a little more celebrity content added. But with the whole COVID yeah. thing, it's kind of stopping us. But, but yeah. oh, we need to definitely do an episode on Buffy and Angel. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> I love those. Correct. Shows. We need to do. Yeah, we love it. I love it as well. I was growing up watching it as well. Yeah. <laughs> I can't want to do. I can't want to. Sorry. Can't want to do one on Cabin in the Woods now. Actually, it's like thinking about that for that. It's incredible. Oh, I actually um, never saw that. Oh, it's so really it's good. Weird. Check it, it out, y'all. It's a, it's a pretty. It's a good kind of funny horror, but it gets uh-huh. it gets pretty good. It gets pretty good. All right. Well, uh, there's this movie on Netflix right now. How's it called? The Platform. It's a Spanish movie. I was and looking at that, it's, yeah. It's not like horror movie. It's like there is no monster, you know? Yeah. Like, as you know, in horror movie, the 
scariest thing is something what we don't know what it is, you know, what we don't understand. Yeah. Not the actual monster, you know. And there's this, like, in this movie, the scariest thing was on this movie is capitalism. Oh. And it's like the capitalism is done like in the, like this monster in that movie. You need to watch it, it's very good. We'll it's add it to our scary. list. scary. It's not, no jump scares. It's just scary, like the thinking of that movie is very scary and just makes you like sad and depressed because that's what's actually happening in capitalist countries. Yeah. So, well, so you need to watch it, it's very good. Oh, definitely. Since we're on the horror you know, topic now, which is more my forte, uh, Jan and, and, and Craig, how did you guys get into horror movies? You know, what, what was like when you first started seeing your horror movies? What was the first movie you saw? What got you into the horror movie, if you like horror movies? Like, what, what was your, if you can think, you know, what was your first memories and got you into it? I'll go first, yeah, and if that's okay, I've got yeah, a question sure. in my head. Um, so it was actually an episode that you guys covered yourself, a uh, film, and my dad probably shouldn't have, but took me through and watched all the Arnold Schwarzenegger movies when I was quite young. He was like, these are all class, you have to watch all these films. Uh, 10 minutes to tell my favorite film of all time, but Predator stuck out as like, this film's really different. Like, as a kid, you don't quite understand it, but I was scared, but like, excited. And then that kind of like, that monster horror style. I'm not such a big fan of like, ghost horror, but the monster horror, like the alien predator, your, um, and I'm kind of total blank instead of said those two. <laughs> but you know what I mean, like the, the big monsters, uh, Godzilla, to a certain extent, you know, these kind of like, <laughs> overarching fear that you can see, I just love those kind of films. They like, um, like you said as well, you don't see them until the end, I just love that stuff. Um, Jaws, another great example, like, basically that kind of like 80s horror was really what caught my attention. And then um, years later I got quite into low budget, like B, B movies, and a lot of them are horror films. Well, when it first came out, that was terrifying for people in Japan when it first came out because it was it symbolized the whole nuclear uh, Uh war and all that, and it became synonymous with kind of Japanese culture. You know, Japanese Godzilla, boom, they're scared. Um, Mm. Yeah, there's like the sorry. No, no, go ahead, John. The biggest horror for me was like uh, my high school. But uh, if I don't count that, uh, I did I did on horror because of the creepy pastas, you know, like on the internet. Yeah. Mm. You know, like like Slenderman. Um, as a kid, I was terrified of Slenderman. I don't mean the movie. I'm scared of the mo- of the movie because it's not so, such a. Can I swear? <laughs> oh, you sure can. You sure can. No. Oh yeah, you can swear. Swear away. Okay. Let them have it. What can I swear? Like uh, <laughs> absolute garbage, and then I 
Yeah, so as a kid, I, I played the game, you know, the Slenderman, the eight pages. Then you have to go in the forest. Oh, that's so terrifying, especially <laughs> if you're a kid. And then I just remember at the camp, my friend told me about the creepypasta of Slenderman. And just, you know, being like uh, in the forest, in a camp, just three of us. And then he's talking about Slenderman. That's scary. I was scared of Slenderman a lot. So, as you can see, like my biggest nightmare is like like a tall person, you know, with long arms. So, yeah. Uh, but like in the movies, like proper movies, I don't know, like, I don't think, I'm just like, you know, like, you were proper no Nick. Uh, some also the movies lately, like the horror movies, are just these cheap cash cash grabs, you know. Not, and oh, I'm yeah. telling all of them, you know. Oh, I, I know what you mean. Like, yeah. People don't know what's scary today. They think that if you put like five jump scares, that's scary. That's horror. No. Yeah, maybe you can like jump, like for one second, but you're not scared for the rest of your day. You know, like I never seen Sunderman. I was scared of it. You know, that's horror. Uh, the movie platform that we talk about the the capitalism that's scary because that's that's you know like in our lives yeah. something you know uh, and there's there's so yeah. many different types of scare too like uh, there's visual there's uh, sounds uh-huh. um, like what you don't see scares you uh, a lot of like you know psychological yeah. like the cube if you ever watch a movie like it's the cube, the cube. is like oh, the yeah. platform very much like it. <laughs> There's no no monster, no nothing. You're just stuck in this room, and you have to go. Uh-huh. You have one, two, three, four ways out. And either way, yeah. there's there's either a trap or there's not. And, and yeah, it's just, so the movie's very good. Yeah, it's really psychologically fucked up. But that's that's Canadian horror for you. Um, <laughs> it's it's uh, got a sequel, right? There's a there's, Cube there's two, two right? sequels. Yeah, there's a sequel and a prequel. There's Cube, Cube Two, Hypercube, and Cube Zero. Alright, oh, I never saw I never saw the sequel, but I heard it's a crap. Yeah, they yeah, yeah. It's not bad, but I never seen it, so I don't know. <laughs> check it out. Um, yeah, I will. I will. And, and since your your newest episode coming out with you and Craig is uh, Lord of the Rings, uh, me and uh-huh. Ali had a little chat off camera about this before how, um, it being a fantasy movie. It, there's a lot of horror aspects and elements to Lord of the Rings. Um, yeah. You got orcs, you got the the Balrog, um, uh-huh. the, the the tentacle not tentacle monsters the uh, the the squid thing in the water outside of the um, the dwarf caverns. Mm-hmm. Um, More like, I mean, you, it's not Lord of the Rings, I know, but what scares me a lot was in 2012. Was it 2013 when The Hobbit 2 came out and you seen the drag smoke? Oh yes. Dragon smoke. Yeah. That's I had nightmares of smoke. I'm not kidding. I had nightmares when I was like a like a Bilbo, you know, and the smoke was chasing me. Imagine that as your nightmare. That's freaking scary. Yeah. Oh yeah. See it in the spider. Yeah. There's a lot to be said for these because I think Peter Jackson started his career as like yeah. a, a horror director. Like, he like did. Flathouse films. Thing. Um, and I know off the top of my head, like, as an example, the, the third film, Return of the King, the giant spider in a sea world. Oh, he just based oh, it off yes. all the spiders. He was, he's got a massive fear of spiders as a kid from growing up in, in New Zealand. And so they have massive spiders, and he was terrified of like, trapped those spiders. And he was like, you know, it would be really scary if a sea 
I just took my big HBO and made it really big. Yeah. <laughs> and that was how he came up with it. Um, there's a lot of like like little bits of horror in Lord of the Rings. Like you got the ghost army as well in the third one. Yes, yes, and, uh, exactly. Things like that. It's like yeah, there's a lot. There's, there's a lot. The, the, uh, do you do you remember the scene from Two Towers when they had to go to the swamp and there were dead bodies in the underwater? <gasps> yeah. Oh, that creeped me out. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I was scared of the. I was. I had nightmares about it as well. Yeah, I'm that's. Not kidding. I, I, I remember the nightmare to this day. I just. I was in my in my house, right? And I look out the window and I saw the swamp with the dead bodies. Oh. And that's then I creepy. was in it. You know, like. I will never forget that nightmare. The same as smoke chasing me. And you need to start watching films so close to bedtime, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe uh, I don't know. Watch, watch like watch your scary film in the morning, and then watch like yeah. uh, I don't know Frozen at night. And I know that can be quite scary as well, but you know. <laughs> then I could be like scared of, of Frozen. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, the thing is about this, the swamp one or the swamp is like getting. Because um, it's based off of Tolkien's writing himself, and he obviously just came back from World War One when he started writing mm-hmm. uh, Lord of the Rings, and apparently the bomb thing is supposed to symbolise like dead bodies and like the trenches and all that kind of like how they were just stepping with corpses every day in oh. World War One, and that's what it's supposed to be. And I think they did a really, I'm actually kind of going to get sometimes talk about it, but they did a really good job of showing that in the film with yeah. the white faces all poking at the surface. Oh, it's yeah, that, that's pretty good then. But since you told me last time when we did the episode Lord of the Rings, and you told me it's like uh, like metaphor in World War One, now when I'm watching Lord of the Rings, I see like I see every detail when they met, like what was you know mm. a reference to World War One, like the soldiers, you know, like how they think and how is it feel for them to return home after a war and they change and all that, the depression and the. PTSD, how was it called? Shellshock? Shellshock was it Shellshock, called, right? yeah. Uh, yeah, so, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, totally. And then some of the um, yeah, more relations from Lord of Rings and Lord of One is the, um, oh, just the, like, how, how you see the bad guys are always more ugly looking. Like the orcs were just uh-huh. ugly. Um, the one commander... In Return of the King, the one commander who's got the, the gimpy arm and like the smush kind of pudgy face, like that guy was creepy looking. Oh, yeah. As well. Um, I think they spend a lot of time like making you uncomfortable just through the effects. I'm, I'm glad you mentioned the I, I, I could talk about it the special effects and those things. I'm a huge fan of like Weta, the guys that make them. And um, they, for example, one of the probably the most famous jumps here in Lord of the Rings is about with Bobo trying to snatch the ring and he instantly turns from cute little noble guy into the fellowship since the cute little noble guy and he was in like oh yeah so this horrifying face apparently um, the way they filmed that is they actually redid his makeup like hundreds now maybe not hundreds but ten times and then like got one scene to do it over and over again in slightly different makeup and then gelled it all together using special effects which is why it looked so creepy but also quite natural in a way it's pretty uh-huh. weird. Uh, so instead of just going, ah, we'll just special effects it between all, all <laughs> like, right at the end, we did 10 cuts of it. So it was really incredible, like the work you put in to scare you. But it was effectively one jump scare. <laughs> that got me. When yeah, I saw it in theaters, uh, when it uh-huh. first came out, I saw it
Whenever you feel... Don't get me now. It, it does. Just the look, the, the, the quick cut from him being the old-looking Bilbo to just the sharp teeth, you know, his eyes get all yeah. crunched up. Um, and he reaches out for it, and he's, he's like, ah. I'm like, whoa, whoa, what? This is Lord of the Rings. No, no, this isn't scary. <laughs> and, yeah, it's... It's, it's a good... Just like... Yeah. Uh, so, see, and when I, I saw on the Lord of the Rings episode, uh, when I was a kid, I didn't get it, right? I didn't get that it's the influence of the ring. When I was a kid, I just thought that those people are just jerks. <laughs> uh, <laughs> like, but there's a scene where Boromir, you know, tries to get the ring for himself from Frodo. I was like, what a jerk! Just die! And then he died. <laughs> <laughs> then I thought Bubble is a jerk as well, because... And now it's my favorite character because now I understand more about him. But as a kid, I play as a jerk, just he wants to steal the, the ring. What a selfish prick. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's, it was all meant for good intentions. You know, they, they said a few times, um, you know, we can use the ring as a weapon. Like when they have the whole council in um, with Elrond, um, he, Barbara saying, you know, no, this is a gift. We can use it to, to fight oh, yeah. and use it against the enemy. And I think it was a Gandalf who's like, no, this, as tempting as it is, as powerful as it is, it only has one master, Sauron. And mm -hmm. it only works for him. Everyone else, it just corrupts, it, it ruins, and it turns you into basically uh, a wannabe Sauron. So it, it's, a, it's just, it's an evil item that can't be used yeah. by anyone but him. And yeah, like it, it they can mean like, Oh, I think even Gandalf said that it can mean the best for it, but it'll turn out bad. So I just like remember because me and Craig we were talking about this scene, and uh, we were just talking about Sean Bean, uh, who was actually in the scene. He was actually reading the script from his leg, and you can actually see it in the in the scene when he's just like you know like sitting like there and just just reading the script on his leg, like you know like oh <laughs> no one's gonna see me. All right. <laughs> I have to go. Well, I haven't like, seen that. I have to go check that out now. Yeah, you, I never you, seen that. Now you can't unsee it. Now when you go watch the scene, you'll be like, "Oh yeah, you're actually looking at the script." What? Okay, I didn't <laughs> know that at all. Just go back and watch Lord of the Rings again. You know what I mean? That's perfect. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Let's go back and watch it again. <laughs> yeah. Ah, oh, do watch. Now I'm I'm curious now what else you guys going to have in your episode because we're just basically you know, just touching the surface. Of, of Lord yeah, of the Rings, so, and you guys are go far more in depth. We're just talking about the more horror aspects, but holy smokes! But oh, just give give you a warning. Uh, if you listen to our episode and you're a Harry Potter fan, <laughs> well, you're gonna have a nasty surprise for you. <laughs> Everything is a joke, all right? <laughs> it's a joke. <laughs> for some people, I just expecting after we release the episode, be like, oh, you don't like Harry Potter? Oh, how dare you? It's better than Lord of the Rings. No, it isn't. No, just joking. Um, everyone's got their own opinion. All right. <laughs> That's right. Don't sue us. <laughs> Don't sue us. No, no, you're right. Everyone has their own opinion. Some movies that we review, I may like, Alana doesn't, or vice versa. Uh, there's a couple, I think, yeah, there's a few we've reviewed we didn't like, but other people think they're awesome. So we have our opinion. Everyone has their own opinion. Good for them, good for us, whatever. It makes it good for conversation and discussion, like we're talking right now. Um, yeah, which yeah. reminds me, like, NXT War, if AEW, 
Like, you know, like, no, AEW is better. No, NXT is better because it's WWE. You know, like, it's the same. You know, people can't, have, people can't love both. They just need to choose a side. Exactly. You know? And it's toxic. It's, I'm sure uh, I said before, wrestling fans are the most toxic fans ever. Especially on social media. It's terrible. Yes. I mean, have so you seen bad. Star Wars? Those are, those are toxic fans. Ooh, 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 ooh yes. And there's and now like I'm reading that like, people are again you know, there's a bunch of polls on Facebook or people throw who's better, who would win a fight, you know, uh Michael from Halloween or Jason from yeah. Friday thirteenth or Freddy Krueger or Pinhead. Mm-hmm. And I'm like oh, they fight, whatever. Doesn't it, it doesn't matter who's better. Um, exactly, yeah. yeah. Jason's got a higher kill count. Cool. Michael's more of a psychopath. That's true. Um, they're all different but great in the same way. And people need to realize that, hey, we can all like this together. We all have different opinions. Yeah. But in the end, we all like horror or wrestling or Lord of Rings or whatever. Exactly. Yeah, we're all, we're all fans yeah. of the franchise. And be thankful for that. That we have, it's not just yourself. we got others a part of it so you're not alone yeah we can have everything except Harry Potter of course oh yeah Harry Potter, yeah, Harry Potter. <laughs> 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 we're going to end on a nice note there Jan alright sorry no okay <laughs> you can have everything even Harry Potter it was hard to say even, but okay. even Harry Potter quick 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 Harry Potter question then for you guys who taught sex ed in the Harry Potter movies and books because that was skipped over entirely. See, Nothing. They never, tell, they never tell you about any subjects. It's like, do you, do they learn like math? Probably not. Do they learn like geography? Uh, but to answer your question, I'm guessing Snape. Guess Snape. Just imagine Alan Rickman having to do it. <laughs> oh, it'd be yeah, great. Right now. Yeah. Oh, he, he, all right, I didn't hear that part. All right. <laughs> just imagine, like, you know, like. Brumba be like, oh Brumba, sorry, that's how we call them in, in Czech. Uh, Dumbledore, yeah, Dumbledore. Uh, just imagine like Dumbledore be like, so this is a butterfly, all right? <laughs> <laughs> or Snake just comes, yo, does his yo, just stroll in, just all serious, slams a book down. Today, children, we're talking about sex. <laughs> and just go from there, like, just, <laughs> just so nonplussed. Like, Get that stick out of the table. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I can see it. <laughs> Ladies, oh, yeah. put away your wands. You won't need them here. <laughs> My terrible, <laughs> terrible <laughs> Snape accent. I can do better, but. I just, I just imagine like this picture, you know, like, uh, you know how I've saw this in American movies. It was like when they always had the banana, you know, putting the condom on it. Yeah. I just imagine like in. Uh, in Hogwarts, like they have like the magic sticks, you know, the magic wands, and just putting the condom on it, you know. <laughs> Be like, this is how you protect your wand. <laughs> or the, the the Weasley twins, they could make the like um, ma- protecting <laughs> dark hearts. <laughs> ah, ah, ah. Uh, oh my God, so much hate. <laughs> like I'm surprised the Weasleys, the Weasley twins, didn't make up like. Orgasm candies they sneak to the girls and guys in class. And... I don't want to talk about that now. I'm now, I'm now thinking who teach uh, about sex in the Jedi Academy, in Star Wars. 
Are they bad? They're not what it sounds like. They're loud. Old, oh, if you want to go by the old extended universe, they kind of banned the whole, there was no relationships due to the um, the connection, the, the, the loss because of the Jedi Code. Um, after the movies went to the whole giant novel series, which was great, I think, and they lost a lot when they wiped it from existence in canon, uh, they brought that back because... Because Luke ended up marrying Mara Jade, uh, Leia yeah. and Han got together. They had the twins. They had Jaina, Jason, Anakin. Um, you know, but uh, but they still have penises and vaginas. Oh yeah. You know, <laughs> so I mean, I mean, like use the force as a kids, as a kids, right? And they grew up be like, oh my god, what is this? It's my friend arm. Oh my god, you know, like they don't know. They need to tell them, like, oh, but that's your penis, and you're using it for... <laughs> All right, not off topic, but, you know, they need to tell them. They need to know what it is. It's just growing up, you know? I'm sure Yoda... Bush? I'm sure Yoda or Mace Windu taught them. <laughs> All right, suckers. <laughs> oh, so, yes, oh, yeah. this is your second lightsaber. Uh, this, this one's giving life. <laughs> Oh boy! Uh, now we're into the whole, you know, the whole sexy part of orgasm. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. When I, when I got invited on this show to talk about Lord of the Rings, real quick, I wasn't expecting this. I'm honest. <laughs> well, to be fair, this, this is. is... Expect on beer and chill podcast. Yeah, well, this is my podcast. We talk about whatever the fuck we want. Whatever we... it's 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 my podcast. I say what I want, do what I want, and that's it. And that's the bottom line. So, <laughs> but let's let's as we, as we kind of yo know, we wind this up here, guys. Um, so, what do you got some for some future episodes planned for beer and chill? What's, well, what's... that's the thing we don't know. Oh, you don't know? Oh, even better. <laughs> Perfect. I mean, I want to ask Craig today what what we, what he wants to do like for the future. Uh, like I said uh, two days ago, I recorded a mafia episode about the mafia games. You know? Yeah which is from my country of Czech Republic. It's like our version of The Witcher, you know, Witcher, uh, Polish people have Witcher, we have Mafia games. And I don't know if that if I'm gonna release this episode, to be honest, because my guest is, well, like a little bit wild <laughs> during the episode. <laughs> uh, oh, but that's fun, that, that's the fun part. That'll draw in the crazies. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's like, off topic, you know, and my other guest from Czech Republic, he was super nervous that he could barely speak English and his mic didn't work. Oh no. So, <laughs> so he's gonna record it again, like the answers I give him, the, yeah, the, you know, the answers to the questions I gave it to him. And he's gonna send it to me and I'm gonna edit it together because I'm master editor. Uh, you you yes. can hear it in the Lord of the Rings episode. <laughs> but yeah. We are planning to do like on video games. We are talking like uh, Uncharted. Uh, we were talking about we could do uh, the Lord of the Rings Part Two because I think that episode is gonna be very successful because it's funny. It's very oh, yeah. funny. We just bully everyone in that episode. It's just very fun. <laughs> uh, we just get yeah, expert on expert on Scotland as well and just sort of like five random facts about that. But so many people out there who haven't visited Scotland who want to visit it. So it's that uh, maybe doing different ways, like different places to come visit. So there's a, there's a whole host of things. Yeah. And really, it's just whatever it takes us. We have, we just, you know, have a good time. So. Yeah. Whatever we're going to have it. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, 
maybe we I was thinking to do the Lord of the uh, Lord of the Rings uh, part two because there's so much stuff you can talk about Lord of the Rings, you know. But maybe do it in the future, not like you know, like maybe next year or whatever. The thing is that we're talking about like we talked about Star Wars. That was my first episode. It was a nutshell, right? Yeah. So we can then then we can talk like a, about one movie in Star Wars, uh, you know, in Star Wars like a one video game in Star Wars. So you can expect lots of things. And I was also thinking that we will let people choose. Yeah, like we would do like a, you know, like post it on Facebook and what people wants to hear. If someone's listening to us, they can like answer like, oh, maybe you should talk about more about wrestling. Which I don't, I don't want to, to be honest. I, I just want to keep podcasts away from wrestling, and like keep it as a two separate things. But oh, yeah. if it's, if there's gonna be a high demand, we can do it. Yeah. Uh, and yeah. So it's always we always came up with something. That's cool. what I'm trying to say. All right. Well, before we uh, start off here, what uh, where can we find you guys? You know, plug your guys, your shit, get everything in there before we end this little conversation here. All right, Craig, go, you go first. Okay. Oh, yeah, just for a start plug. Thank you so much for having us on. I've heard a blast. Oh, no, thank, so thank you fun. guys for coming and, on. This uh, is awesome to have you guys on. Yeah, cheers. Um, yeah, you can find us on Facebook. We've got uh, the Beer and Chill podcast Facebook page, so just search it and uh, search for it and you'll come up. Uh, if you want to come talk to me directly, uh, you can find me on Instagram at Big Ali Martin. Uh, and you can also find me on Twitch with the exact same username, so Craig Ali Martin. I'll be streaming pretty much whatever I can get my hands on, mostly indie titles, kind of, kind of buff my knowledge up of the indie game scene, so uh, that's what I'll be on I'm up to at the moment. Uh, what about Tiani, got anything else you want to add? Yeah, to sure. So, like, the Facebook page, or is it? When you said, if you want to talk to me, I, would, I thought you got to give them an address, you know, like, to your <laughs> home. Like, oh, if you want to talk to me, yeah, you can find me in Glasgow, Scotland. Uh, <laughs> I'd, I'd love a pen pal. Just, uh, yeah, write me some letters. <laughs> <laughs> Send me some gifts. <laughs> uh, yeah, so you can follow me on Instagram, Jan Junifara. It's spelled J A N J O H N Y F A R A. What else? Just listen to our show. It means a lot to us. I agree. We really love, we, yeah, we, we love when our number of listeners is growing up and. It, it's like a, it's like your family, you know. Like you're my cousins I never seen. Uh, I love everyone, you know. <laughs> I agree. Uh, listen, thank listen you, to Nick, for inviting it on your yeah. show. Oh no problem. And we we had a blast. We we talk like for twenty minutes before we start recording. <laughs> so there you see, like we really appreciate to be here. And oh yeah, and you always are welcome on again. Always on. Whenever you guys need to uh, get a little more horror related stuff out there give me a shout and we'll get you guys back on 100 percent. well yeah we should we should do like a collab we should be a guest on our show you know like written the favor you, you we've been on your show now you need to be on our show i'm sure we can on, work that out we'll work it out yeah aka on the superior show and uh <laughs> <laughs> no, i'm just joking I, i'm joking <laughs> people can hear who's the true professional here <laughs> so craig um Thank you. Yeah, Greg, <laughs> I do try. <laughs> awesome. Well, again, thanks a lot there, guys, and good luck with your podcast, and we'll hopefully hear from you again soon. Yeah. Thank you. No problem. Thanks, Thank you guys. So much. Later on. Later, Craig.
can reach people. All right, so thank you, Jan and Craig, again for that awesome talk for everybody to listen to. And um, this week, we watched Ready or Not. And it was a 2019 movie. It was directed by, oh boy, Matt Bettinelli Olpin and Tyler Gillette. And it was written by Guy Busick and R. Christopher Murphy. Okay, that wasn't that bad. Well done. I got a little nervous there. <laughs> oh, this was a fun movie. I, this movie's been pushed back. Yes, a we lot. Have. Because I also, when I heard about it, Jessica, your yes. good friend, our close friend, yes. listener, our victim, I should say, uh, Jessica, she was one who started first promoted this. She's like, Nick, Ellie, you got to check it out. Yes. And you were all behind. I'm like, okay. Because I heard about it and I was kind of on the fence. I'm like, it looks okay. It looked, it has a very get out feel. Yes. And I thought, okay, that was more serious. I was like, eh. Yeah. We've watched a lot of serious movies lately. I was kind of mad about this movie. Yes. Until I watched it. <laughs> and then, oh my God, this is a great movie. It was so good. Wow. I listened to the Dead Meat um, podcast review this, and it was good. And I was like, oh, I should really watch it. And then I watched clips on YouTube, like all the gory clips. And then I was just kind of like, okay, whatever. And I was like, oh, we're going to watch it for the podcast. And we had to push it back because it hadn't been released yet. Yes. So it was like, okay, we'll eventually get there. But uh, well worth the wait. I think it's got pushed back at least five times. It did, for real. This one and Hell House LLC yes. has been pushed back so many times. I think Hell House is now in December. <laughs> Whatever. And it was going to be like last December. And we're just like, eh. yeah. Who cares? But every time somebody requests something, we push it in. So we kind of look in the lineup and we're like, eh, fuck that one. Yeah. And just move well, it. Well, once, I forget which one we had to change around for, but we did a huge shuffle. Yes. We did oh a big shuffle. God. And then it we... was when um, my niece was born. And yes. then we had to bump everything around to try to keep our months lined up. Oh, that was a nightmare. And even then, I think we still got kind of screwed up due yes. to, uh, I, think, I think we'll blame COVID for that one. Oh my god, it has been but, a mess. We've had a um, messy beginning of the year with like births, deaths, COVID, yeah. work. Oh my god. And and then we also kind of threw in, we'll do your monthly, you know, movies of the month. Yes. So that also just kind of change everything from yeah. just random movies to let's do let's do zombie month let's do classic movie month yeah and next week we're going into killer robot month oh dear oh we got some good ones one of my favorite movies which we're not going to say yet so wait till the end that's right yeah we got some good ones lined up Yay. and there's there's a few there's not a lot of killer robot horror movies mm-hmm. but there's some good ones Yes, enough to fill up a month. <laughs> yeah, and I think I think for our last one, we might get Tim on board. Oh, good. Yeah, I think so. Fun. I think we'll have to, just because it's a well-known movie. It's what's. Yeah, I want to get too much into it. We'll get into okay. it later. But I think I'm gonna try and uh, line up Tim to come and be uh, a guest for the, our our final Killer Robot movie. So it'll be a surprise for me too. Yeah, I I'll never ta- remember until we I'll get there, and I'm like, oh crap! I'll tell you after. Perfect. <laughs> well, Nick, right. how did you hear about this movie? Uh, I heard it online. There was I didn't see much because I don't watch much TV now. Sure. Um, 
I heard about it. I saw some. I saw a trailer on online. I think on YouTube. This was one of those ones that YouTube spams before yeah. they play. Yeah. And and it it looked interesting, but it had a very get out feel to it. Yeah. It felt old timey. I'm like, <laughs> well, it doesn't look bad, but it didn't didn't do it for me. And the trailer kind of left out a lot of the feel of this movie. Yes. Because um, I thought it was a straight up serious horror. Mm-hmm. It's not. It's not. It really isn't. It has a very oh. uh, Cabin in the Woods feel. Which, very dark humor. Which works. Yes. That's what this movie needed, and they did it, and it worked so well. Mm-hmm. Oh, Love I'm it. so happy. This was such a good movie. It's exactly... We're recording this on a weekend, and this is exactly how I needed to end my weekend yep. because it's just put me in a good mood. And it's bad when you think like a family full of serial killers puts you in a good mood, but here we are. Yep. <laughs> well, even I don't even say they're serial killers; they're just we'll get we'll explain. Yes. Yeah, yes but yes, but yes. as as it goes in, there's more more to it. Yes. And uh, yeah. Yeah. It's and got you a think great it's premise. be kind of straightforward, but it like takes a couple twists and turns, yeah. which I appreciated. Yeah. It does. It's got a good twist. Um, yeah. I, I like this movie. This is really I agree. good. Yeah, if you haven't seen it, go watch it. Please because do. Because it's, like, our talking, as usual, will not convey how freaking hilarious this movie was. Yeah. And gory and funny all at the same time. Like It's, it's a good... Besides the language, uh, the gore is pretty minor. No sex, no nudity. Right. Um, it's kind of family friendly, so for those who are who try to avoid the nudity and sex, it's pretty gory though. That's not bad for gore. Yeah, it's it's gory, but people who worry about the whole sex it's sex like part. It's like Kingsman glory, kind of. Yeah. Like they kind of like fluff a few scenes. Oh yeah. And like kids that die in it die off screen, and which is nice. Yeah. But. As soon, oh, and I said that like, and it starts so serious. Yes, it really does. Yes. Oh. But just for those who who were about content wise, yes. you know, oh, I can't have nudity, or, or who have young children who yes. are not even that young, but preteens, you sure. know, eight, nine, who want to get into like the horror movies. Yeah. This is a bad one for them. It's more of a step up, and uh, yeah. Yeah, Icky didn't like that comment because she nope. started kicking me. I saw that. Rude. <laughs> Yeah, there's lots of fucks. No kids allowed, only. There's, there's lots of shits. There's <laughs> Language-wise, like, it's adult. Uh, yeah. Content-wise, it's adult. Sex and nudity, none. Nothing, yeah. So that's... For, 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 you know, um, for our good victim, Tasia, mm-hmm. she tries to avoid that for her girls. Sure. who like to watch horror movies with her. Right. So I like to throw a bit of uh, what's in it for those. FYI. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, others, others who don't care, eh. <laughs> It's still a good movie. It is. Totally. Well, should we get into the characters? I think we should. Yay. So we have starring... Small cast. Kind of small, yeah. yeah. We've got Samara Weaving as Grace uh, Ladomas. So she's like the main character. She's the bride. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Adam Brody as Daniel Ladomas. Oh. She, he's the husband. He's, he's the, um, the brother. Yeah, the, the heir. Heir to the family. Like the, he's the older brother. Younger. That's not the guy oh, that she's marrying. Sorry, 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 sorry. Yes, I'm thinking. I was like, I'm is thinking this a Alex. Question? No, no, no. <laughs> yes, yeah, so, so that's brother. <laughs> sorry, sorry. I'm he getting. He makes the movie. Adam Brody 
is so funny in this role. Him and his wife, and like his wife in quotations, like Charity, uh, Charity she's they a are bitch. hilarious. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So yeah. So he yeah he's the the brother of yes. the wives the the bride's husband. Yes. Oh, okay. There you go. So she he would be her brother-in-law. Yes. Yes. I like he's he's like alcoholic. He's yes. good. I like I like him. He's a good character. <laughs> Uh, Mark O'Brien, he's Alex. He's yes. the the husband. Alex is yes, her the father. groom. Yeah. Uh, Henry Zerny plays the father. Tony Ladomas. Oh yes, yes, super intense. Oh yeah, I like him. Oh, he's funny. He does. He's perfect in his role. Everybody, the casting in this was phenomenal. So good. Like so and good. Lots of them are, to me, anyways, are not super well known actors and actresses, and they are just like do a phenomenal job. Like. Oh. Yeah, really impressed. And Andy uh, McDowell yes. plays Becky, the wife, the the She's mother. Amazing. And yeah. she, and I was and you're like I know her from from somewhere. I looked it up. She is the love interest in Groundhog Day. Yes, she's in a bunch of movies. She though. is. She's a good actress. She and was she, in um, ER or something, wasn't she? I forget. And she was in. She's in a bunch of. But stuff she has aged beautifully. Yeah, she's gorgeous. She has aged very well. Yes. Uh, Melanie. Scrofano as Emily Ladomas. Okay, so she's that's a she's, she's a sister. She's the cocaine addicted sister. She, the pill popper. Oh my god! They she, catch her multiple times doing cocaine, popping pills. Oh, her this, husband talks about getting her an edible. She, at the beginning, she stars so well. Like she shines at the beginning of this movie yes. very well. And, and she we'll, we'll explain why. Actually, plays um, Winona Earp in the um, new, or. Um, is that her name? In the new um, show on Amazon or Netflix. The Winona Earp, like, movie. Oh, yes, yes. Yes. Yeah. yes. yes. I've watched all of it. It's so good. And That's I did right. not recognize her at no. all. Uh, Christian Bruden plays Fitch Bradley. Oh. She's the, uh, the... Don't the, be a bitch, Fitch. <laughs> the, the chubby kind of... Yeah. Losery kind of guy. Emily's husband. Yeah. Elise yeah. uh, uh, Levique plays Charity. Yes. Daniel's wife. She's the more snobby. Oh, yeah. gold digger. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, Nikki. Uh, I don't know. I've said her name before, too. Godagni. Sure. As Hel- Helene. 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 Yeah. Ladomas. She's the auntie. She was also in Cube. Mm-hmm. She was in Cube, which yes. I was like, oh, oh, yeah, I recognize her right away. Yes. And she plays her character... Perfectly. She is such, oh, she does such a good job in this. The beginning of the movie where she just glares the whole, like, first 20 minutes of the oh, movie yes. is perfect. And we have John Ralston as Stevens, the butler. Oh, he did such a good job, too. Yeah. Oh. And also, uh, James Vanderbilt, who is also the film's producer, he was the, the person who filled in for uh, LaBelle. Okay, sure. Yeah. Yeah, we only see him in glimpses. Bri- yeah, we see him briefly at the end. Yeah. Very briefly. So, a good cast. A really very good cast. Good. Very, very Samara good. Samara Weaving is, she's got a grand future ahead of her in acting. She is so good. She yeah. was amazing at this role. Mm-hmm. Oh, she was um, one of the main characters in Guns Akimbo, too. Yes, one she was. The, yeah. Yes, she was. Yeah. I have not seen that yet. I Me want neither. to. Me neither. It's on Amazon right now. We should watch it. It's on Amazon? Yeah. Oh. <gasps> You can watch it anytime. I have my own Amazon list. Yeah. Yo, I know what I'm watching tonight. <laughs> Later, tomorrow, whatever. Yay. So, uh, 
Movie Let's get into time. it. Yep. So this movie, this lovely movie, starts out uh, with, as a child, Daniel is confronted in his family mansion by a wounded man named Charles. Yes. Uh, we see him and uh, Alex kind of running through the house trying to hide somewhere. Yeah. Um, Alex alerts his family, who arrives wearing ceremonial masks and robes. Mm-hmm. Uh, despite the pleas of his bride, Charles is shot with a spear gun and dragged away as yes. Daniel's mother tells him that she is proud of him. 30 years later, Daniel's younger brother, Alex, returns home to marry Grace, a former foster child happy to join his family. Yeah, who she runs, talks about how she's so excited to have a family of her own Yes, uh, who run the successful Ladomas Family Games Company. Grace meets the Ladomas's, uh, Alex's brother, Daniel, and his snobbish wife, Charity, Alex's cocaine-addicted sister, Emily, <laughs> her husband, Fitch, and their young sons, Georgie and Gabe. Mm-hmm. Alex's dower aunt, Helen, 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 I, Helen. Sure. and Alex's parents, Tony and Becky. Mm-hmm. And uh, she's kind of talking to herself. She does a bit in this movie. She talks to herself. Yes. And kind of psyched herself up for the wedding and all that. And she's like, your, your dad hates me. Yes. And uh, she's very, she feels like a bit of like an outcast. Right. And I was like, no, don't worry. We'll, you'll be part of us sooner than later, and they'll they'll learn to love you. Yeah. Because you're you're, just how you are. They'll they'll learn to like you. Exactly. And she's very, because because um, he always jokes you're in it for the family fortune. Right. You want the money. Yes. Which you know compared to the you know other, in-laws. Yes. She's not. No. She's she actually love. really likes Alex. But Daniel straight up says, and Charity has said it as well, that like she's totally a gold digger and she just married him for the money. She doesn't care. Yeah. Yeah. And she's same like, with yeah, so so what? <laughs> yeah. That's like all right, it's, fair. It's kind of, kind of a clue to begin, you know, to just how this family is yes. and what they expect. Yes. So after the wedding, Grace and the family gather. After Grace and Alex try and get little kinky. Consummate their wedding. That's night. right. Yeah. The aunt, Auntie uh, Helen, Helene, kind of stops like, uh-uh. We got to do this first. You know what to do, Alex. Come on, let's go. Yeah. And so uh, Tony explains that his ancestor made a deal with a man named LaBelle mm-hmm. to build the Ladomas Fountain in exchange for the family observing a tradition. Every new member draws a card from LaBelle's puzzle box. Yes. Naming a game that must they must all play. Uh, I guess he was on like a ship with LaBelle yes. and uh, told him, Here, here's a box. If you solve it before we get to shore, it's yours and yeah. we'll make a deal. And he does. Yeah. Nothing uh, like some witchcraft to get your fortune going, yeah. you know? So, yeah. So basically, <laughs> they take a blank card, put it in the box, yeah. and the new member who is married into the family has to draw it out and they play the game that comes out. Comes out. So it could be. Chess, Chess, checkers, old, old maid. maid. Fitch had yeah. to play old maid. Yeah. Um, Daniel's wife had to play chess. Yep. And so... You just play a game. Yeah, so Grace pulls out hide and seek. And, and everybody kind of stops what they're doing and they're like, oh, Okay, shit. here we go. So the dad tells her, all right, we're going to count to 100. You go hide and we find you. And said, like, well, how do I win? You, if we can't find you until dawn, you win. Yes. She's like, okay. So she goes to hide, and she also mentions how well there's security cameras everywhere. That's not fair. It's like, nope, nope. We're gonna we're gonna honor 
uh, my great grandfather tradition. Yeah. No cameras, no nothing. We're going old school. Yes. It's like okay. So she goes and hides, and everyone starts loading up with weapons. And you're like, wait, 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 wait. So this is a normal hide scene. Yeah. And not just any weapons. They they have like antique, like yes. uh, crossbows, bow and arrow, flintlock. Yeah. All that. So they they arm themselves. Uh, Alex, unwilling to participate, he kind of he's like, I'm out. I'm not gonna yeah, be a part. I'm not, I'm not doing this, you yeah. guys. Yeah. Yeah. So they have, I think it's the one of the, the maids who watch him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, anyway, unwilling to participate, Alex escapes into the mansion's secret passages and finds Grace, who witnesses Emily kill a maid she mistakes for Grace. Yes. Because, so, yeah, she's reading to the uh, to the kids, and uh, Georgie kind of sneaks out, and she's looking for him, and yes. she's in the room where Grace and um, Alex are hiding, and we hear, I found her, bang. Yes. And just a headshot. Oh, and this maid is like, she's got a huge gouge missing out of her eye, and she's gurgling and spitting blood, and it's like, oh, oh, and, okay. <laughs> and Emily, she's just... Oh no, oh fuck, oh fuck. Yeah. <laughs> and Tony comes in and he's like, What did you do? Like, you're only supposed to maim her. You're not supposed to kill her because we need her for the ritual. Yeah. And this is the first time we hear, Oh, ritual. And, ah. Oh, we, we liked that was our favorite maid. We liked her. Yeah. <laughs> can we use, and they ask, Yo, can, and we go through, Yo, can we use her? No, it has to be the bride. Yes, exactly. Crap. So they, they. So they haul her out and. Grace realizes that she's in a lot of trouble. Yeah. So Alex reveals the Lodomus' curse. Everyone yes. who marries into the family must play the game determined by LaBelle's box yeah. or die mysteriously. Yes. Uh, only hide-and-seek yes. also requires the family to kill the newcomer. Yes, yeah, so only it's hide just hide-and-seek. Yes. So it seems like it only ap- happens like um, Aunt Helene when she was like she was the last one that it happened to it seems and that was 30 years prior yes yes so it seems like it obviously skips quite a few years and then labelle in quotations chooses one like one of the next there has to be uh because of what he's done for the family exactly. they have to give back yes so because you know deals with the devil yeah. and all that sell your soul yeah with the mansion locked down Alex leaves to disable the security system and allow Grace to escape. She is discovered by Daniel, who is disillusioned with the family and gives her a head start before alerting the others. Yes. He's kind of the black sheep. He's the oldest, but I think he didn't want to be a part of it. Yeah, he's... He also seems like the most, like... I don't know how to say it. Like, the most fucked up and the least fucked up at the same time. He's the most real. Yes. Like, he realizes that this is not okay. Yeah. But he's also like, you know, this is my family and I do love them and I need to, you know, help them. Yeah. Like, he's he's really honestly caught between a rock and a hard place. Yeah. But. As the, the, the Damascus is bicker, determined to capture Grace and use her to perform a ritual before dawn. Yes. Emily accidentally kills another maid. Again? Yes, because she, she, she's like, oh, I left my pistol in the other room. So she grabs her husband's. Uh, crossbow, yeah. which goes off and kills the maid who just walked in with a bolt through the throat. Like, yeah. th- actually through her mouth, out the uh. exit. And as Helene is trying to give a big speech about how they have to do this, she's gurgling, she's making sounds. Helene's like, you know what? 
fuck this. Yes. Takes her big axe and decapitates the poor, the like. poor, poor maid. <laughs> putting her out of misery. Yeah, put her out of her misery, basically. Yes. Uh, so, Alex, so he, he unlocks the house. Yes. And, but Grace's escape is blocked by the family butler, Stevens. Oh, who is great. Oh, he's, he's, he gets, I'm sure, paid a lot. Like yes. He's, yeah. Alex destroys the security system before he is knocked out and restrained by Daniel and Tony. Grace is discovered by another maid who was hiding in the, uh, the uh, dumbwaiter. Yes. And she tries to, you know, scream and let her know. And in their kind of little fight kind of scrap yeah um grace hits the down button and the maid accidentally oh, yeah oh she's herself the maid accidentally crushed herself to death in dumbwaiter and this this maid is actually kind of funny before she crushes herself to death she um <laughs> she's sitting and she's crying in this dumbwaiter and she's like i don't know what's going on help please like i don't even really work here like mr Ludon just likes how i dance yeah <laughs> I'm like, oh, oh, oh. And Grace is like, okay, we'll switch spots. And she kind of, oh, no, no, no. You know, she's here. And she's like, no, no, no. Don't you talk. Yeah. And then she hits the button and she gets stuck in the dumbwaiter as it goes down and she dies. Gets smushed. She gets smushed. Yeah. All crushed and smushed. Yeah. Uh, Grace then escapes to the stables and finds Georgie, who shoots her in the hand. Oh, and little, it goes like right through her hand. Oh, yeah, little bastard. Yeah. Like, he's, what, what, nine, ten? Yes. And like, she, it's a young kid. And so she pistol she, whips him. She, she, yeah. No, she punches him. Oh, yeah, she... She just punches him. She's like, you little fucker. And yes. punches him out. And I uh, go, okay, jumps out. And she falls into a pit filled with corpses of the Lodomas's previous sacrifices. And she climbs out. Yeah. But oh, actually doing... Till, that, oh, I was going to say, is that all we're going to say is she climbs out? Oh, no, no. <laughs> Climbing out because it's a really old, crappy uh, ladder. Yes. And she grabs where the handle, like the handle is, and it breaks away. And you see a nice uh, nail oh, sticking out. Big rusty And she's nail. holding on by one hand. She kind of swings out her hand up, and impales her bullet wound on the nail to do so. Oh. To climb she out. Is screaming the whole time. Yeah. She pulls her hand out and. She's like, she's just, this is a smart girl. She, yeah. She's wearing her wedding dress. She tears away so she can run better. She tears off a sleeve to wrap up the, uh, the, the wound. wound. yeah. And like, she's very resourceful. Yes. And she, as she progresses, she gets more... Ruthless. Ruthless, and by any means necessary, yes. she's going to survive. Yes. And I like that about her. I find like her very... She, which makes it more real, I think. Like, this movie is very... You know, it's not just like everybody's ready to just go gung-ho and kill this woman. No holds barred, right? Yeah. Like we talked about earlier, like Fitch goes down into the study to Google how to use a crossbow. Yes. And like obviously Emily like has no idea what she's doing. So she shoots two people by accident. And then at this part, when Grace is running away, um, Charity, she's like having a smoke break. And she's like, oh, finally. And she like lines up her shot and shoots. And the crossbow way goes, off. like, way up in the sky. And she's Hits like, a bird. And yeah. She's like, fuck. Because it's very, like, that's what makes it real. Because it's not like, you know, just this, they're all these ruthless killers, blah, 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 you know. They work for a fucking toy company. Yeah. And, and this, they haven't done this for 30 years. And they even argued this wasn't supposed to happen. Yes. This exactly. wasn't expected. Exactly. And they're like, well, and they kind of think, well, we don't have to do this, do we? And they're like, oh, no. Uh, Helene is very, very... 
um, uh, not pushed on it, but she's very adamant yes. that if they don't do the sacrifice, they're dead. Yes. They and don't say how. how. Yeah. Nope. Just say we we don't do it by dawn. By dawn, she die or we die and she lives. So yes. for the family's sake, we have to sacrifice this girl. Exactly. So she climbs out. Uh, she squeezes. So she gets to the fence and she squeezes through. She kind of breaks off one of the bars, and in doing so, she slices her back. Like she's having a rough Ooh. time too. Yeah. And also, uh, how I said she's getting more. Um, better, you know, not better, but more um, tougher as she yeah. goes along. Because at first she was begging, please, you don't have to do this. Yeah. She was whimpering. She was scared. Now she's, I want to survive. She's yeah. in full survival instinct. Yes. And she flies down a motorist who drives off swearing, you know. Yeah, like, get the fuck off the road. <laughs> and her reaction. Yeah. I love her scream. Yeah. She's fuck like, you, oh, you tiny penis fucking Fucker, like yeah, she just rages, and, oh. she, and her quote, I hate rich people. Yeah, I hate rich people. <laughs> so, oh. Stephen finds her, produced by Stephen, she fights him off. So good. That's and, and takes so his car. Good. She chokes him out, <laughs> takes his car. She tries to call. She tries to call the police using OnStar. I was gonna say it's called like what? What do they call it? Whatever. I forget. Car talk or some stupid yeah. thing. And so she calls OnStar and she talks to this poor guy named Justin. Yeah. And she's like, "What can I help you with today?" She's like, "People trying to kill me. Call the police." She's like, "Oh, okay. I can do that." And oh, oh, oh they're doing, it's the computer's acting up. I have to do a reboot. She's like, "Justin." Yeah. Police. Justin, just call the police. <laughs> Call the fucking police. And he's like, like, oh, this... You don't have to swear. (laughs) Yeah. But, yeah, he he informs her that the car has been reported stolen and shuts it off. Yes. So he kills the car. (laughs) Yeah. And she's sitting there and she's like, what? She's like, no, Justin, Justin, no. And she's like... Well, I called the police. And she's like, well, sorry, the police are on your way. Um, You know, they're on their way, so just hold tight. And she's like, Justin... Justin! And he's like, whoa, is there anything else I can do for you? And she's like, yeah, Justin, go fuck yourself. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's so good because you think that she's getting away, and then every time it's just these stupid little things. Yeah. Yeah. Steven oh. pops up. He's like, oh, gotcha. Smashes the window and shoots her with a dart. Dart, yes. Knocks her out. So he kind of pops through. He ties her up, and uh, he's driving her back to the mansion with, his phone on uh, like a video call to the family and they're watching mm-hmm. and uh, Stevens he's, he likes to uh, he loves the 1812 Overture that's his favorite yes. song yes, 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 he's yes. always humming it or singing it he turns it on full blast as congratulatory to himself timing the family yes and they see as she wakes up and she's kind of scooching over to stop him yes and the family's like Stevens <laughs> behind you Stevens. turn turn the volume turn the damn music down <laughs> So she kicks a bunch of times, knocks him yes. out, rolls the car, uh, apparently killing Stevens, but as uh, she's crawling out, Daniel shows up. Yes. And he knocks her out. Yeah. So he's doing it for the family. He doesn't want to, but whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, he's doing it for the family, for kind of himself. Yeah, so. he knows how important it is, so he's yeah. doing it. So they have her tied up over an altar of a, a pentagram. Yes. And the little domasticists prepare to sacrifice Grace, drinking from a ceremonial cup. Before Tony can stab Grace, the family all vomit blood, and Daniel frees Grace, revealing he laced the cup with a long little dose 
of hydrochloric acid. Yes, and so, so she says, uh, oh my God, like, did you kill them all? And he's like, no, they'll just shit funny for a week. Yeah, So it's like, oh, I, I didn't, you know, thank you. I, I didn't think you'd do this. Like, yeah, nor did I until yeah. now. Which is interesting. And, and he's like, you know, you're not, it's not me. Alex is the one who's supposed to uh, save you, not yes. me. We'll see shortly. <laughs> so um, Charity shoots Daniel in the throat, his wife. Yes. Because she doesn't want to go back to where she was. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, and she doesn't want to die. Because, no. again, they don't know how, but they just say, like, everybody they're, will die. They're under the threat that if, if, if this game is not played and she's sacrificed, they all die. Yes. And uh, and Grace Grace disarms, and I love this. She just walks up, uh, lifts the hand up as Charity tries to shoot her. Bang goes aside. Bang, she gets the gun away. Yeah. And she points at her. Click and then click. Yeah, she tries. She to is fight. not fucking around. No. And I love that about this character. I love her with Grace. Oh. She ends up pistol whipping her. Yes, and then this is who gets pistol whipped. Yeah. yeah. Kid deserves a pistol whipping. Charity was kind of the snobby. She had it coming. Yes. Uh, Daniel succumbed to his gunshot wound as Alex kind of runs over. He was, Alex was um, handcuffed. handcuffed yeah. He was handcuffed to the uh, bedroom. Yeah. In his bedroom. Because had he talked was to his mom. To help her, yeah. Against the rules. Yeah. Uh, had talked with his mom. Yeah. And uh, he got free and yeah. So he runs to his brother's side as he dies. As yes. um, uh, Becky finds Grace. Well, uh, she, she runs into Tony first. Okay. Runs into Tony first, knocks him out the lantern, yes. throws to the yes, side, yes, that, that is a quick one. and yes. starts a fire. Yes. Uh, and then she's attacked by Becky, whom you know, she uh, she misses with an arrow. And say, to be fair, I'm out of practice. Yeah, it's been a while. And she, yeah, she goes to choke her, <laughs> tries to choke her out, and then she kind of throws her to the ground, which is silly, and tries to choke her on the ground. Yeah. And as she's doing so, she reaches to the the... Um, it's like the, the table runner on the dining Yes, table. thank you. Yeah. And she pulls the the box that yes. uh, that they it, it's the, where the the little bowls, the bales the box. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And she beats Becky to death with it. Yes, and she like hits her a couple times, and she's got knocks her out. Like, oh, that's gross. And then she picks it up and just like wallops her with it over and over and over, and you're like, oh, oh okay. Yeah. But, like, I don't really blame her because I understand that it's personal at this point, but still. Yeah. Holy moly. Yeah. So, Alex escapes his restraints. He goes and sees his dead brother, and she goes and uh, to rescue Grace. Right. But she pulls away from him. Mm-hmm. Realizing that she will never trust him now, he subdues her, and the family prepare to complete the ritual. Yeah, right there in that room. Yeah. <laughs> he's He was kind of... He realizes that no matter what, and he truly loves this girl. Yes. But no matter what, it's over. Yeah, as it should be. So Grace breaks free just as the knife's coming down, stabs yes. her in the shoulder, and ah. the family realizes Dawn has arrived. Yes. Helene freaks out, and like she, and this is very Dracula. Yes. Which I commented, she kind of, oh, for some dumb reason, she swings open the curtains. And the sunlight hits them, and they're all like, ah. Yeah, they're like, ah. They're like shrinking away from the light. This, you know, preparing themselves for death. You know, the, the Emily has her hands covering her two sons. Yes. And everyone's there. And even Helen, Helen's like, have your boys come. They have to be, they're going to yes. be a part of it right now. Yeah. It's time for them to be a part of the family. 
and uh, when they realize nothing has happened to them after the failed ritual, Helen still tries to kill Grace. You know, she dies. Yeah, she's like, fuck this. She's going to die but anyways because it's all her fault. Yeah, but one by one, the Le Damases explode, starting with Helen. Yes. And it's very, like, I thought it would, people exploding would be very graphic, but it's really not. They just kind of pop like a balloon. Yeah. And it's just blood everywhere. It's like a big blood balloon. Yeah. And that's perfectly, well, that's all we are. We're just a big flesh bag. Yes, exactly. And <laughs> You see a bit of flesh. She kind of drops and yes. on Fitch and uh, Grace. <laughs> so uh, one by one, they all explode. Yeah. Alex begs for, and also um, just before it starts, everyone starts exploding. Um, you see the fire's really kind of picking up. It's yes. taking off, and the the record they play when they first have the hide and seek start. Yes. Uh, that starts playing. And it's creepy. It's I love like, that song. Yeah. It's a good creepy song. It's like, it sings about hide and seek and then it's like, run, 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 run. Yeah. And it's like, huh. And, and they mention that Alex saw LaBelle 30 years ago yes. after. They don't show it in the in the, the beginning. Right. But they say Alex says he saw. Yeah. So Alex starts breaking for forgiveness, uh, saying that um, she's changed him. This is pretty poor on his part. He's very... Oh. He's backpedaling real quick. Oh, hard. After, you know, family first. Yeah. And um, he he begs for grace and forgiveness. Yeah. But she's like, nope, fuck you. I want a divorce. Yes. And uh, he explodes too at the end. Good. And as as um, Grace is kind of like... And she laughs. Yes. She, the whole time they're exploding. As they start to explode. As soon as, as soon as Fitch goes or yes. Charity, she starts laughing. She's like, yep, this is good. I yes. like this. And um, so everyone's blown up. She's got Alex's body parts, well, more blood all over her. And she hears the the music stops. Yep. And the fireplace kicks up. Yes. And you see LaBelle in the chair. Because yes. they always have, you know, head of the table where the box was. Yes. He's supposed to, you know, kind of see. It's it's like he's supposed to be there and see this. Exactly. And even Tony's, you know, yelling at Adam, you know, this is for you, LaBelle. This mm-hmm. is all for you. And you see him kind of, you have like a nod. Yeah. Like, well done. Yeah. You survived. You won the game. Because he's all about the game. It's all about the game. Well done. That's and great. And the name LaBelle sounds very um, similar to uh, one of the names for the devil. Sure. Um, I forget which one now. Um, yeah. Uh, I believe it though, but they say, like, while they're sacrificing her, they say, Hail Satan. They do, yeah. yeah. So, so LaBelle is basically Satan. Satan, right. He's yeah, one of the different he names. He made a deal for. with the devil, and that's yeah. like the trope, right? Yeah. But, uh, so then, whatever, the house is so, on fire. So, yeah, so, soaked in blood. Yeah. Grace, you know, she. She grabs Becky's cigarettes. Yeah, lights cigarette outside the burning mansion as the police arrive. Yeah. Questioning about what happened, she replies, in laws. The end. <laughs> so nonchalant it's about it. So good. Oh. And, and it's a callback because um, you see at the beginning yeah. she has a smoke with right. uh, with Alec. He's like, oh, when he takes a drag and puts it out. Yeah. Saying, you know, no, they don't, you don't want, they don't like that too much. And uh, I think is it Charity or Becky asks her. I think it's Becky. It's do Becky, you smoke? Do you smoke? She's yeah. like, no, no, no. She doesn't smoke. She doesn't smoke around them. But since yeah. they're all dead, she can smoke. Yeah. Fuck them. Yeah. <laughs> 
This is a great movie. I was so impressed. I am too. I was really impressed. Because this was phenomenal. This was really good. I'm excited. It's very um, Cabin in the Woods. Yes. Uh, It's got a bit of a Evil Dead feel to it. Yes. Uh, The third one, uh, Army of Darkness. Yeah. It's got some nice dark humor. Oh, it's just rife with it. So like the whole idea of it, like it's very, very much like a thinly veiled like joke about capitalism and you know eat the rich and all that kind of stuff oh, like yeah. i love when we kind of can joke about these sort of intense topics and make a hilarious movie about it oh yeah, yes it was good um the uh also the the fact that every in-law who married in was greedy yes they wanted the fortune. They were in for the money. Exactly. Fish was in for the money. Charity, Charity was in for the money. Yeah. They, they, they were there for the money. Exactly. They had no problem selling their souls. Exactly. Because everyone in the family sold their soul. Yeah. When Even, they play, it must be when you play the game. That's what it is, right? Or, or it's just when you're probably initiated or something. Because right. Alex said that, <coughs> I think, yeah, when Alex talked to his mom, Becky, you know, I thought it was normal. Yeah. Sacrificing the goats, oh. chanting. Yeah. I thought it was normal. So the other, the two young kid boys must have also done that too. So exactly. they've already sold their souls. And what made Grace different is that she wasn't in it for money. She was in it for love. She yeah. loved Alex. Alex loved her. Mm-hmm. But I think he knew, you know, the crap. You know, yeah. <laughs> she, Yeah. I don't think I don't yeah. think she would have if she had different game if it was chess if it was something else I don't think she would have lasted I don't think no. she would have sold her soul no I agree so I think that's why LaBelle chose, chose her for the high chose, yes I agree yeah that's interesting I um I yeah that just the premise behind it I'm sure it's been done before but it just I don't know if it's ever been done this well the sort of selling your soul and yeah. like in this and making it comical this the reactions yes the reactions how the you know oh we, that was our favorite maid we liked yes. her um yeah just it was just very not slapstick but, but aloof. almost yeah. yes very aloof and I, yes. I love that about this that was the kind of humor that was needed for this movie exactly because if it was heavy the whole time like it just would have been a heavy movie and it would have been like Get Out. Exactly. And Which is good in its own sense. Oh, yeah. But, like, sometimes you need a movie like this to come along and to make fun of the issues in the world, right? Yeah. Just very, like, jokey. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Totally. So it was good. This is so good. I really... And how would... Okay, so how would you rate this movie? Honestly, I honestly. would probably give it, like, a 4.5. I would, too. I thought it was, like... So well done, and the trope of selling your soul to the devil—it was done different than how it's been done before. Yep. And it was like, a family. It was a, a family affair. Exactly. And if you're marrying into the family, you gotta play the game. Yes. Which which uh, is very similar to um, uh, it's, it's kind of similar to how the the devil went down to Georgia. Yeah. Yeah. Who the fiddler had to yes play the devil. Yeah. Like with his soul in the line. Exactly. Um, there's always a price you got to pay. Always. And for your soul, for the family's soul, for every member, you get to be rich. You get yeah. to be powerful. You get the empire yeah. or the um, the dominion, as they call oh, it yes. in the movie. We prefer dominion. 
And I'm like, I love it. Yes. That is so perfect. Exactly. But uh, their games, like when they say that they're a game company, their games we're looking is like Secret Society and like Family Ritual. Family Ritual, which I, as soon as I watched, I'm like, this feels very heavily hinted what yes. this movie's about. Yes. And like, again, the point five, like it's not perfect. Like it's not super scary or anything, but there's it's not much. very tense. Yeah. And there's gore, which I love. I'm more of a gore person. The comedy is perfect. The lighting is cool. The music is amazing. Oh, yeah. Like, very mood-setting. And they set it up so it's very tense. And, oh, it's great. This is a really great. good movie. I'm happy. Yeah. <laughs> Yay! Now, for Ichabod's Kill the Flick, oh. we had a little chat about this. And yes. Icky, Icky, who was snuggling with you the whole movie. Yes. We threw some ideas to her, and she's like, nope, there's only one that's really the best. Yes. And that's The Second Maid's Death. Yes. By Emily. Yes. The accidental uh, crossbolt through the oh. mouth, out the back of the head, and she doesn't die. You yes. hear her choke. You hear her gargle. gas, gargle, yeah. gurgle, and finally the ant when she's like, Ugh. she's trying to do a big speech. She has enough, and chops her head off. Yes. And you see it after when they're dumping the bodies. You got Daniel and Emily dumping the bodies. Um, you see her headless corpse, you know, tossed into the yes. the goat barn, and the head. With the bolt still in the face. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was good. It was definitely a good kill. I liked all the big pops at the end. Those were really good. Yeah. But, um, yeah, it has to be Just that the one. gurgle. The, um, Daniel had been runner-up due to being shot in the neck. Yeah. But it's so cliched, you exactly. know. Exactly. Just, this so, is bloody. Yeah. But by his wife, like, that's got to double hurt. That's got to like, hurt your neck and hurt your feelings. You know yeah. what I mean? Because you brought her into this. But it sounded like they were kind of... It was a very crappy yes, marriage anyways. She was in it for the money. He probably just needed a... She was just an attractive woman. Yeah. She probably needed a piece of ass. So. Yeah. <laughs> and they didn't have any kids. Yeah. Yeesh. That, oh, was, wow. that was Fitch and Emily. Yeah. Those poor kids. <laughs> and next week, like you said... We're watching. We're starting. We're starting Killer Robot Month. Killer Robot. And we're going to start with Chopping Mall. Yes, uh, which I'm so excited for because I love this movie. Oh, it's such a bad, good movie. Yeah. Like, it's the most typical 80s movie that you can possibly get. And, oh, it's just it's fabulous. It's one of those where it's so bad it's good. Yes. And I haven't even seen it yet. I've seen I a trailer. I think you're going to like it. But it's it's some parts are really tough to watch because the acting is bad. and But the kills are hilarious. It's so 80s. Like, I think you're going to like it. If you like those 80s sort of movies like I do, yeah, you're going to like it. Luckily, we get, we get better and yes. better as the month goes on. Of so I'm not going to spoil any other ones yet. But Chopping Mall starts off and then we... We just get better and better yes. for horror movies. Yes. And you guys uh, are in for a real treat this month, that's for sure. Yeah. Yay. Totally. <laughs> but thank you so much for joining us. This episode was brought to you by our executive producer, Ichabod. We hope you enjoyed your horrorgasm as much as we did. Please don't forget to rate, download, and subscribe. Also, like and follow us on Facebook at Horgasm Podcast, Instagram at Horgasm, Twitter at Gasm Horror, 
and YouTube at The Horgasm Podcast. If you have a movie you'd like us to review, this is the best way to let us know. We hope to see you again next week because we have such sights to show you. And plenty of orgasms for you to experience. Bye! Later! <laughs>